Welcome to the Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors and sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and software solutions for businesses of all sizes. My name's Steve Bowes. Rethinking Retirement, New Ideas About Extending Careers With the establishment of the Social Security Act of 1935, 65 was chosen as the U.S. National Retirement Age, even though less than 60% of American adults lived that long in that era. Today, however, many more people live long enough to have access to a national retirement fund, often for years, if not decades. The average life expectancy in the United States is now 76, and in recent years has even been greater. And the national retirement age, when you can start claiming full Social Security benefits, has crept up gradually to age 67 for people born after 1960. Several countries, most notably France, where the retirement age is 62 and life expectancy is 82, are debating raising the retirement age to try to offset the economic pressures of an aging population and the concern that national retirement benefits won't be able to keep up for much longer. But putting finances aside, what are the mental and physical implications of raising a national retirement age? Stated differently, what should be considered when thinking about later retirement ages and its impact on workers, families, and society? Researchers from Boston College have found that Americans who are healthy at age 50 can expect to have roughly 23 more years free of disability, plus about eight years living with some kind of a disability. I would suggest people's maximum working life expectancy on average is about age 73. The changing mix of occupations, with roughly 45% of the American labor force working in a knowledge-based field, such as management, business and finance, education, or healthcare, also lends support to later retirement ages. For people working in knowledge-based jobs, retirement age in the 70s is reasonable from a cognitive perspective as well, noted research from the University of Georgia. Additionally, some experts speculate the losses of job-related physical activity and social interactions that come with leaving work are often largely to blame for post-retirement declines experienced by some retirees. However, other jobs that are more physically demanding take a toll on people's health, and for people in these types of work, retirement can improve their health outcomes. Lifespan and health span are also not consistent across race and gender, both because of the type of work certain demographics are more likely to take part in. Consequently, any ideas on raising the retirement age need to be done while considering all of these issues in mind, because blanket changes will not affect all workers the same. Ultimately, raising the national retirement age needs to consider not just how late into life people can be expected to remain effective and productive workers, the conversation also needs to incorporate what our society wants and is willing to fund for our senior citizens. The initial intent for Social Security when it was established in 1935 was simply to sustain people once they could no longer physically work. But another way to think of a federally funded retirement program is that it should reward people with at least a few years of leisure after their working careers are over. The question is really this. What do retiring workers deserve? Is it a few wonderful years where they are still healthy, where they can still do things and travel and just enjoy some rest? Or is it more about wringing just a few more working years from a part of the population that has already contributed very much?
These are big societal questions and ones that will continue to be debated in legislators and living rooms for quite some time. That's it for today's Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors.